Blog Talk Radio. There is a chance for the President of the United States to use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think, only once and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. New world coming. America will become increasingly vulnerable to hostile attack on our homeland, and our military superiority will not entirely protect us. Americans will likely die on American soil. And I believe it will also be said of this age, the first decade of the 21st century, that out of what is, will be seen as the greatest restructuring of the global economy, perhaps one even greater than at the time of the Industrial Revolution, a new world order was created. We have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order. Now, get ready to enter the zone where real life is stranger than fiction. The place where the news may seem like a dream and the dream may be a matrix of reality. Let us now expose all lie of the devil and bring to light all the secrets of the enemy because God truth will set you free. John 832. You're listening to This Week in the Zone with your host and watchman on the wall, Phil Armstrong. Hello, how's everybody doing? Uh, my name is Phil Armstrong, and I will be talking about Bible prophecy. Today is the 14th of September, 2015. I'd like to welcome everybody out there. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Um, there's a few things I wanted to talk about and let some steam off. Uh, so sit back, grab your cup of coffee, and listen to me. You know, my soapbox. And the soapbox is, ready? Drumroll, please. I am sick and tired of so-called Christians bashing people because they want Christ to come back. I will repeat it. I am sick and tired of so-called Christians bashing other Christians because they want Jesus to come back. I'm going to be blunt with y'all. I don't think they're Christian. That's a little bit too blunt. Well, I, I, I will say this. I, I want to read uh, to y'all a piece of scripture that y'all are probably familiar with. And it is Second Peter 2, 15. Now, listen closely, please. First John 2.15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If, and it is a big if, if any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world and the world passes away in the lust thereof but he that doeth the will of the Lord or will of God abideth forever <clears throat> so do you love the world today now there's two types of love in the world for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son 
the Gospel of John 3.16. Then it says in the book of Jews to stay in the love of God. Now, just because God loves the world, does that mean you're going to heaven? Everybody's going to heaven. No, because he gave his only begotten son, that he would die on the cross for the sins of men, sins of women, sins of you know, future generations. But see, God, in his mercy, is patient. With mankind, love is kind, love is gentle, love is patient. Um, however, in the book of Jude, it says, "Stay in the love of God." That is our part. Can you go to heaven without being? In, in other words, God loves you. Do you love Him back, or do you love the world so much you're willing? to hold on to what the, you know, instead of denying yourself what Jesus Christ has said and asked us to do, or pick up, our, pick up our cross daily and follow him, are we following Jesus or are we following the world? Are we loving Jesus or are we loving the world? And a great test testament to do you love the world is when somebody mentions that Jesus Christ can come back secretly for his church and take them out, you still want to stay here. You want to prove, first of all, post-truths, and you step on your feet first, you want to prove that the Bible teaches that you're supposed to look for the Antichrist. You're supposed to literally look for a man who comes from who will make up something, such state. And you're supposed to prepare for his coming because he might slice your head off. Oh, make sure you tell all your brothers for the hope that we have in the Antichrist coming to chop your head off. Is there any hope in that, folks? So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But what I want to key on right now is the thing that I told my wife. Sometimes people don't listen uh, when you tell people stuff, but I told my wife and I told my um, friends. and I, I, I told a few people. I, I didn't make very much videos, but I told people this before that, my most fear is that the rapture of the church will happen without any, any warning. And that is going back to the fact that the day of the Lord, the, the, the rapture of the church could come at any moment. <clears throat> now, is it going to come at any moment? Well, a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I still believe that the rapture of the church is the fifth feast of the Lord, which is the Feast of Trumpets, which is now. We're in, the, we're in that moment. But let's just say, for instance, the rapture does come tomorrow. Let's just say. Let's just say, for instance, it does come tomorrow. Well, somebody's probably getting really hot right in the living room, throwing something at the screen and saying, he doesn't know it's a the rapture will not happen until after the tribulation period. 
Well, just bear with me for a second. Let's just say the rapture of the church happens tomorrow. Now, we were expecting the stock market collapse um, today. Now, Jonathan Kahn, to, to be um, to play his advocate, Jonathan Kahn said, and I, I and I can quote this every time he said this. See, there are people out. You got to understand, folks. Uh, Daniel didn't even know what was going on when he had the prophecies. And remember, he said, fill up the book. And John didn't even know what was going on. So even if Jonathan Kahn was a prophet, we give him no room for for. I'm not talking about error. I'm talking about he could be misinterpreting. But he didn't this time. He still said, he says, on or around September 13th. He said, I don't know. It can happen afterwards. It can set it up. He said that every single time. He never got specific. First of all, the stock market is closed on Sundays, on the on thirteenth. So how can he get so? How can he get too specific? And you guys have to open your eyes. The stock market is closed on Sunday. Watch my mouth. It's closed on Sunday. Enough of the sarcasm. I'm sorry about that. But it's closed on Sunday. So this is what I was telling people. I said, you know what would be my f- – because one of the like, girls made a prophecy, and I'm not going to mention her name or nothing, but she made a prophecy that there would be a revival before um, the tribulation period starts. I said – I told her, no, it's not. Now, if if tomorrow in the rapture of the church – let's just stay with me now because here's the deal. When somebody says the rapture of the church is not going to happen tomorrow, how shame are you? I can actually say that they are partially right because it never happened before. So the chances, see, they have a better shot at being right than I have a better shot. Think about this. It's the rapture of the church when millions of people vanish. You can't fake this. They have a better shot of being right this is what a lot of pre-tribbers have that we have to get in our mind. They have a better shot of being right than we do. But see, there's going to come a moment, and I think it's now, because if, if it's not now, then when is it? We don't know. And that's what people claim they don't know. But if you read the Bible carefully, even Paul says you should know this stuff. You guys should know this. And I'm going to read the scripture right now. First Thessalonians 5, chapter, verses 1. I'm just going to read verse 1 and I might keep going. But at the times and seasons, brethren, ye, are now, ye have no need that I write unto you. See? Listen to what he's saying. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then threatened destruction come upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all of the children of light and children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of the darkness. Okay, so, and then he says, therefore, don't don't sleep. 
as others do. And boy, do we have a lot of people asleep in the church. So, the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. Now, I'm going to play y'all a audio, if I can find it, and remember the name of it. Uh, let me see. I don't even know what the heck I named it. Because I upload these audios, and then I don't remember <laughs> during the show what the heck I named it. Let me see. Let me go back up. But um, he says, of the times and the seasons, you know, you don't need anybody to tell you these things. So you know that the day of the Lord should come as a thief in the night. Now, the day of the Lord, when we know in Peter, it talks about the day to the Lord is a thousand years, a thousand years of the day. We know in Genesis chapter one that uh, God created the earth in six, and I believe six little days and rested on the seventh. Likewise, he would have 6,000 years, 4,000 between Jesus, um, between Adam and Eve and Jesus, and between Jesus and the time that we live in now will be 2,000 years. And we're right on that, <clears throat> that time period that, um, yeah, so we're right there. Well, I'm going to play this tape on John Kirkpatrick, and then I'll, I'm going to come back. This is what the Holy Spirit said. He said, I have many ministers, and they are speaking on my behalf. But he said, what's missing is the urgency of the these mega churches are really cognizant not to offend people. And they're really careful when they get up to preach to people that everybody leaves out there feeling really good. Preachers refuse to preach on the coming of Jesus Christ. Where's the urgency? I have never seen America in the place where we are right now. If you think that all the persecution is going to remain in Iraq against the Christians, you better think again. It's already coming into this country right now. If we don't tell people what they need to hear, God's going to hold us accountable and their blood will be on our hands. Whenever we preach, we've got to preach with an urgency in our voice that we need to be right with God if anything should happen to us. There's things right now in motion that may change our nation almost overnight. And for me to stand here and act like everything's all right, I can't do that. The politicians in Washington may can do that and lead you to believe that everything's going to be okay. But in the house of God, there's got to arise a siren that says, blast, 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 attention, attention, attention. Things are changing and they're changing quickly. We've got to have preachers in the pulpit that will say, watch out, warning, warning, red light, warning. People know something's going on in the Middle East. They know something's going on in Iraq, in Iran, in Damascus. They know about Iran. And people that's not even scripturally literate are trying to answer these things, and they're missing in a million miles. And God's saying to the preachers, get up and tell them. It's time to talk about what God's doing. People are seeking the Lord. People are seeking Christ. 
And if they don't find him in the church, where are they going to find him? I have a question. Where is the urgency? Where is the urgency? Okay, so this Mark Blitz one, I've already had this one on here. But what he's trying, what he's, what he's talking about is the thief in the night part, and that's what I want y'all to get to understand that the thief in the night, the day of the Lord should come as a thief in the night, a thousand year period belonging to Jesus Christ. Remember, the devil has already had 6,000 years. Men, ha- mankind have already had 6,000 years. There's coming a reign of Jesus Christ on the earth. And just picture the 1,000 years. Don't worry about the tribulation period for a minute. Picture the 1,000 years being the day of the Lord. Okay, now add. It shall come as what? A thief the night. So the rapture of the church, even this old Bible that I have, the commentary below, talks about the rapture of the church being the thief in the night. So what if, what if there is no, okay, because I'm sitting here with an advantage right now that we're right there on the cusp. I don't know if it's this year, but if it's not this year, we have to kick the can down the road, talk about from a prophecy teacher. We have to kick the road, can down the road another seven years because the tribulation period is a smeeter cycle. The tribulation period is a cycle of seven years. Regardless if you don't like Jonathan Khan or not, remember, once again, I'm going to say it again, I've listened to people this morning, and the only thing they can say about Jonathan Khan is it didn't happen on the, the, he's a false prophet because it didn't happen on the 13th. The 13th is a Sunday. Well, they probably say, well, it didn't happen worldwide. Maybe it's not God's time. Maybe maybe he's waiting for something. Maybe God, maybe God is not going to pull the trigger on somebody yet. I don't know. Do you want it to crash? Oh, yes, right. That's a stupid question because I'm talking to people who are looking for the answer. Cause, so I guess you shouldn't want it to crash then, right? <sighs> Okay, so I'm, I'm going to let y'all play the one, listen to the one on the thief in the night, and we'll be right back. Now I want to talk about this term, he comes as the thief. Everyone says, he comes as the thief in the night. So we're supposed to be dumb and ignorant and blind. Well, that's not what it says. <coughs> First, let's look at Revelation 3, 1 through 3. He's speaking to the church, and he says, Unto the angel of the church in Sardis, I want you to write, These things saith he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works, that you have a name, that you live, but you are... Dead. So who's he speaking to? He's speaking to the dead church. And he says, be watchful. In other words, he's saying, wake up. Be watchful and strengthen those things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember, therefore, have you have received and heard and hold fast and repent. If you shall not watch, I will come upon you as a thief. And you shall not know what hour I will come upon you. So what is he saying? He comes as a thief to the dead church. Uh, and so uh, you want to be real careful. Uh, if you belong to a church that says we won't know, he's going to come to us as a thief. Then that means that church is dead. It's time to move. So who does he come to as a thief of the night? To the dead church. Revelation three seventeen and 18. He says, because you say, I am rich, I'm increased with goods, 
I have need of nothing. You don't know that you're wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, you're naked. God says, I counsel you to buy me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich. Now look at this. Now he's speaking here to the lukewarm church, the church of Laodicea. And he says, I counsel you to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that you may be rich. And look what else. He says, I want you to buy some clothes, okay? I want you to buy some white raiment, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness does not appear. Anoint your eyes with eye salve that you can see that you're naked. I can't help but think of the, the king with no clothes story. You don't even realize it. Well, uh, that's the way much of the church is. We need to open our eyes. Well, in Revelation uh, 16, verse 15, God says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. This is a direct tie-in to the Laodicean church. Okay, so who does he come as a thief? He also comes as a thief to the lukewarm church. Now, here's something I want you to understand. The high priest was also known as a thief in the night. Uh, in Edersheim's book, Alfred Edersheim uh, has a book called uh, The Temple, Its Ministry and Its Services. And he lived uh, a long time ago. And I'm no expert. Uh, but he even talks about, in Chapter 7, it's called A Night in the Temple. And you can read his works for free on our website uh, at El Shaddai Ministries. Uh, we have a link to uh, many works that are free at philologos.com. But you will see uh, that what it says in chapter 7, it talks about the rounds that the captain would make, the captain of the guard. And it says how during the night, the captain of the temple made his rounds on his approach. The guards had to rise and salute him in a particular manner. Uh, any guard found asleep when on duty was beaten or his garments were set on fire. Uh, punishment, as we know, actually awarded. Uh, hence the admonition to us, as it were, are here on temple guard, blessed is he that watches and keeps his garment, from Revelation 16, 15. Uh, the priest whose duty it was to be, uh, superintend the arrangements might at any moment knock at the door and demand entrance. He came suddenly and unexpectedly, no one knew when. The rabbis use almost the very words in which the scripture describes the unexpected coming of the master in Mark 13, 35. You can find out more about this even from uh, the website, thetempleinstitute.org. Phenomenal, talking all about the thief in the night, the captain of the guard, uh, how it has a great picture of him lighting the uh, priest asleep garment on fire. So this is not something new, and it's not something that I came up with. Let's look at Matthew 25, verse 8 through 13. Here we have the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, said, Not so, lest there not be enough for us and you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And so while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And then the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I don't know you. I don't remember you. I wonder if they remembered the Feast of Trumpets. It says, watch therefore, for you know neither the day or the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. And so again, it was to the foolish virgins who were not aware that it was the Feast of Trumpets. In Luke 12, 37 through 41, it says, blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he comes shall find watching. Verily I say to you that he shall gird himself, make them to sit down to meet, and he will come forth and serve them. And if you shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what the hour of the thief would come, he what? He would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be therefore ready also, for the Son of Man comes at an hour when you think not. 
Okay, now what does Peter do? Peter says, okay, Lord, are you speaking this parable to us or to everybody? Okay, he wanted to know, just like we do, okay, what does that mean? Well, it goes on to say in Luke 12, 42 through 46, the Lord said to him, well, who then is the faithful and wise steward? Okay, whom his Lord will make rule over his household to give them their portion of meat in due season. Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he comes, you'll find him doing. What is he going to find him doing? Watching. He says, of a truth, I say to you that he will make him ruler of all that he has. But, and if, that servant say in his heart, oh, my Lord delays his coming. He's not going to come for another thousand years. He's, and he begins to beat the men servants and the maidens and to eat and to drink and to be drunken. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looks not for him. Okay, it's to the evil, the evil servant is the one that will not be aware what hour. And he will be cut off and he, he will be appointed to his portion with unbelievers. So you have believers and unbelievers. But the believers who don't understand, guess what portion they get? They get their portion with the unbelievers. This is why this is so important to understand the biblical calendar. Now, in Matthew 16, 3, it says, uh, in the morning, it'll be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but you can't discern the sign of the times. The Pharisees of God's time were rebuked because they didn't understand the signs of the times that they were in. Luke 19, uh, 41 through 44, it talks about how when he was come near and he beheld the city, the Lord wept over it, saying, if only you had known, even you, at least in your day, the things which belong to you, peace, unto your peace. But now they are hid from your eyes and shall lay you even with the ground and your children within you, and they shall not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. Think about it. They didn't understand the time of their visitation. We need to understand the time of God's visitation. Matter of fact, First Chronicles 12.32, it says that the children of Issachar, they were men that had understanding of the times. They knew what Israel wanted to do. And I want you to be a person who understands the times, and you know what you ought to do. And you go out and proclaim these feasts to others so that they will understand. If you love and care for your relatives and friends, get them on the biblical calendar. <clears throat> now, everyone says the Lord comes as a thief in the night. But here's a key verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 1 through 5. I'll read it kind of slow. I want you to understand this. It says, but at the times and the seasons. Now, remember, seasons means what? Moed. It's an appointed time. So he's basically saying, look, the times. The times of the festivals. Brethren, I have no need to write unto you. Why does he have no need to write unto them? They know. They understand. He says, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord is going to come as a thief in the night. Because that all through the Gospels that the Lord was saying. I'm going to come as you as a thief to you evil servants, to you dead churches, to you lukewarm churches. They knew that he was going to come as a thief in the night. It says, for when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them as travail upon a woman with child. And they shall not escape. But now look what he says. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Why? Because you know it's the feast of trumpets. You don't know what year, but you know when to be watching, looking for the signs, looking for the signals. That's so significant. Let's take a look at 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 1 through 2. The Apostle Paul tells his audience, the church at Thessalonica, that they already know his previous teachings and that they understand the feasts and their significance. Jesus Christ had already given strong indication as to when he would return, and the Apostle Paul did not need to rehash all of that information to these Christians. Within the phrase, as a thief in the night, within this verse, we have a third Jewish idiom that we need to review. It is proposed that this ancient idiom, 
referenced the captain of the temple guard. Some have documented it to be the high priest, and it is stated that he would sneak around the temple at night, checking on the Levites who guarded the temple, to see if they were sleeping while on their watch. If he found one sleeping, he would use his torch and he would singe the Levite's garments. It is claimed that this captain of the guard had the common nickname of the thief in the night. Now, why is this an important distinction? Well, the answer to that question is because Christ's return will not surprise those who are watching for him. Only the ones who are apathetic or are spiritually sleeping will be surprised by his return. Man, that's deep. And I was uh, reading my phone uh, just before uh, that went off, and uh, it's talking about apathetic Christians. I was reading some of the posts, uh, and they were saying that, well, one person said that there are going to be things that happen, some more things they're looking for to happen before the rapture of the church. And what does it say here again in First Thessalonians 5, 2? Uh, 1 to 3, actually. It says, but at the times and seasons, brother, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. It shall come as what? A thief in the night. As what? A thief in the night. So, the day of the Lord, a thousand year period, should come as a thief in the night. The rapture of the church will be the first thing that happens. <clears throat> now, when I first started Bible, learning about Bible prophecy, I thought this was, was to be true. And then as, as time went on, <coughs> I started studying Bible prophecy. <coughs> and then I started interjecting what I think would happen before the rapture of the church. But this right here, and remember the, the, the verse right before, the verses right before of chapter 5, and I'll read it. In verse 16 of, of chapter 4, it says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a loud shout and with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. With what? With the trump of God. With what? With the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. <clears throat> then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Then he says, what? Comfort, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Did he say to get ready for the Antichrist? Or did he tell you to comfort each other with these words? And then he says, but at the times and seasons, we don't need, we don't even need to tell you this, for you know perfectly well that what? The day of the Lord shall come as a thief in the night. In other words, the seven, the, the thousand year period that Jesus Christ were created and ruled, the same thing they were looking for when Jesus was here with his disciples and, you know, the, the Israelites were trying to get him to take, take do the kingdom then. The same kingdom, and this is a joke, that Adolf Hitler tried to bring on the world government for a thousand years, a point of light that George Bush talked about. I'm just joking. But anyway, um, the thousand years <laughs> that Jesus Christ... So we'll reign and rule on the earth, and then there will be an eighth day, which will be either be eternity. It won't even be a day. It'll be it won't even be a thousand years. It'll be an eternity. 
But the seven the 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 seven thousand year will be will come with the rapture of the church first. Now there will be precursors and signs everywhere. I just saw another trade where the ladies talking about. Well, I don't believe in the 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 blood moves. They're not in the Bible, you know. I I, I believe that some of the even the best Bible preachers are getting confused because. When the Bible says in um, Luke 21 there should be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, it didn't say that the sun and moon was going to be dark. It just said there should be signs. And then later on in the – I mean, because I live in Washington State, and we had fires. We've had fires, and I've seen both the sun and the moon darken. So right now, as we speak, those signs are separate. They're separate signs, but not yet they're signs. In other words, the blood moons are signs that God has put there to let us know what's happening. It didn't say anything about the sun not giving us light and the moon. But the, the Bible did say it before the great and awful day of the Lord, the sun should be darkened and the moon will not give us light. But in the tribulation period, it's going to be where the sun is darkened and the moon will not give us light and the moon will be blood. So what's going on there? Could it be enough earthquakes and enough volcanoes and enough fires that, yeah, you can't see the sun and you can't see the moon? Now the moon's red, looks like blood. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But are these two different events? I mean, is it one is one is uh, environmental and the other one is just a little sign that God put there? When he wound up the the solar system, he wound it up to a point where there would be signs in the sun, moon, and the stars, and on earth there would be distressed nations with perplexity of the seas and the waves roar. The Luke twenty one to me, at least twenty verse twenty five through thirty six is before the rapture even takes place. But I could be wrong. And I like to be wrong on that one. He he asked that we pray that we will escape these things. What things? Everything that he mentioned in Luke 21. So not to get y'all mixed up or anything like that, I'm just saying that be careful that we we say since anything is not happening right now. I mean, I'm not saying that the rapture church is going to happen tomorrow. But I am saying this, they have a better shot of being right than we who say there's going to be a rapture tomorrow has a better shot of it. Well, it would be an act of faith and belief to believe that the rapture will come tomorrow. <laughs> it has to be a big act of faith. And they have a better shot of being right than we do. And they know that. And they, and they pop us, and they're very proud of it. They scoffers. Even the gentlest Christians who scoff at, oh, Jesus is not going to tell you when he's coming back. <clears throat> and they like that. They like it. They they love it. They, they, they're they after their own lust. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not being mean or anything. I'm just saying them. they're going after their own lust. lust. Lust could be you want to see your daughter graduate. Lust can be I want to get married first before Jesus Christ comes. Lust can be I want to go get a house. Lust can be anything that holds on to this world, dying world. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, 
how you, they laughing at you because you think the rapture is going to happen, and when you're wrong, they just rub it right in your face. Technically, these people have the issue, not us. There's a good chance the rapture can happen before I even get off this radio program, and there's a greater chance that it can happen tomorrow. But what I'm saying is it's a bigger shot for them to be right than we are because they've been right in the past. We haven't been right yet because Jesus hasn't come back yet because he it wasn't his time. But if tomorrow is the rapture of the church, then most people who are saying pre-trippers are wrong, the preachers, you guys are date-setting and all this other stuff will be staying here. Because there, regardless of how many times you might chase after a date setter or someone you think is date setting, as much as there's something behind that, unless you're just sick and tired of people setting dates. Now, could you be more sick and tired of people preaching false doctrines, or is that a false doctrine to you that they make? that they make that mistake. So if it is, go chase after them. But I'm going to tell you this, one day when you least expect it, the rapture of the church is going to take place and you're going to be left behind because you wasn't looking for Jesus. You're too busy chasing date setters. You're too busy. You're too busy trying to uh, figure out who's the Antichrist. If that's who you're looking for, that's who you're going to get. Remember, God knows everything. So God can, he, he knows, he doesn't even have to ask you a question, what kind of ice cream you like. He knows everything. So he already knows if you want to go in the rapture or not. Truly want to go in the rapture or not. He can, I mean, even if somebody said next to you, they say, do you want to go in the rapture now? Because I got to, I got to go get, you know, my, my, I got to take out the um, sewage in my backyard. You know, something stupid. And then he knows what you what you want. That's the lust of your flesh. I mean, you want to go on this big trip with your wife and then the rapture can happen. That's lust. That's lusting after the world's goods. It's, most of the time it's in vanity. Most of the time the world's goods are in vanity. And I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it's in vanity. So I got a, a trumpet sound. I don't know. I don't know the complexity of it, but I'm gonna li- we're gonna listen to this in about a month. It's about a minute and forty-one seconds. We but we'll be right back.
Okay, we're back. Uh, I just got a. Uh, well, it's, it's on my wall. It's, it's not on a Facebook wall, but one of the sisters, I won't mention her name, she says, she says, this post, she says, speed is over, but nothing happened. Let me explain this one more time. Just like some people say that the rapture of the church doesn't have to happen at a specific time, the Smita doesn't have to happen on a specific time. Even Jonathan Kahn said, and I'm, I, I don't know what else to say, and I'm not going to sit here and say it. I'm, I'm after this after this radio program, I'm done with it. But he said it doesn't have to. Remember the Smita was on a Sunday. God can hold the smooth into tomorrow. God can hold the smooth into next week. Remember the United States, even if this is the year, the United States is not in Bible prophecy. So something has to take us out. And all these people, and to me, everything's a scoff. Right now it's open game. Everything's a scoff. What makes it different from other years because of the signs that we have? Don't get caught off guard sitting there scoffing at everybody who comes through. Because when you're too busy scoffing, I tell individuals that, well, they go for it like Creflo Dollar. They like to talk about Creflo Dollar, Eddie Long, and they like to talk about all these people. And I tell her, I say, I tell my wife, I say, baby, don't, don't go out to Creflo Dollar. No, we got enough problems in the church. We got enough problems with the legit Christians. To be going around chasing after them, we we have this is a scoffing issue, and a lot of those people, folks, are going to be caught off guard. A lot of these people who are scoffing are going to be caught off guard. What do you mean off guard? They're going to be left behind, literally left behind, because they're looking for the wrong thing. They, they and they and they they arrogant and cocky about it, and 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 they're scoffing, and they, and they're saying, "Oh, what is the problem with something?" That's technically what they're saying. Now, not every instant. I mean, like the smeter. I mean, but the thing is, they're looking for. They're not looking for Christ. They're looking for you to be wrong. So. If it does come, you imagine how many people are going to be left behind just off the basis of 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 them. They're so tied to this world that they don't want any proof. They don't. They don't want anything to do with Christ's return. How can He be your Lord then? How can He be your Savior? <clears throat> Even the world is looking for something to happen. In the next couple of weeks, even the world is looking for something to happen. And most of these Christians are asleep. Even the Christians on Facebook who claim to know something don't know anything. We don't. We don't believe Christ because they say, "Well, we we know that we know that it, it wasn't going to happen. The speeder wasn't going to happen. How do you still know it's not going to happen?" It's not like a year later and, and then nothing happens. It's just it's just twenty four, forty eight hours. It's on a Sunday. 
it don't even matter if it's on the Sunday. It don't even matter if it happens one week from here. It still happens. If God holds up judgment, he holds it up. Thank God. But you must be born again. You have to be saved. And let me tie something to y'all. The watching of Christ is tied to being born again. You say, how is it tied to being born again? Because it's not just saving you here. It's saving you for eternal life. And if you don't want Jesus in my Father's house, there are many mansions of was not so. I'll go to prepare a place for you. You're home. We're pilgrims here. If you love this world so much, you're going to get this world. You're going to stay here. He doesn't mind. He's going to give you judgment. Judgment must begin in the house of the Lord. It says in First Peter four seventeen, he says, "For the time has come that judgment must begin in, at the house of God." And if it first begin with us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? See, the rapture of the church will begin if you read uh, Luke twenty one thirty six. He says, he says, um, let me let me turn there. It says, watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things and to in in. It says that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of God. Judgment begins in the house of the Lord. If you escape these things, how are you going to escape all these things that were written in Luke 21 unless the rapture of the church took place? He didn't say escape at the end like some post-tribbers or mid-tribbers. He said to escape all these things. Revelation chapter 3 verse 2 talks about he'll keep you out of the time of testing. So judgment begins in the house of the Lord at the rapture of the church. That's when the judgment begins. And it's going to take many people by surprise. Many people are going to be surprised. People who thought that they were going to heaven because they were too busy chasing how much food they're going to need in their house and how much I already know when I, Jim Baker, when you watch Jim Baker, they don't mention anything about salvation. Well, I'm going to mention it today. Salvation is the number one issue. The reason why I wanted to just get out what I got out. But Jesus Christ is coming back for his church. He is coming back for a church without spotted blemish. Not nobody that's sitting on Facebook fussing with everybody they can find. Not anybody who hates the brother on Facebook or YouTube. He's not coming back for anyone who can't stand somebody on Instagram. He's coming back for a church without spotted blemish. Let me get back to the point where I was trying to make about uh, about wanting to stay here and, and always scoffing at somebody because you're, at, you're doing it at, upon your own lust. Because you want to stay here. You have an agenda. If you have an agenda, you have to be careful, folks. Test your heart. This is the time to test our hearts. We have to test our hearts. We have to go in and and, and look within ourselves and, and test our hearts. What did it say? 
And I'm looking for something. Looking something up. I keep passing it by. There it is. It says in Colossians chapter three it says, "If ye be, if excuse me, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things below." Set your affections on the things above, not on the things below. We're not to sit here and hold on to this pleasant world. It's decaying. It's going. The iniquity of people are getting worse and worse. The Bible talks about in Matthew 24 that the love of many will wax cold. People will not even love each other in their own families. The love of many will wax for that family members will give up family members. I'm sorry, I was reading something. So when people say no date setting to me, they're actually correct. But when people say it for the pure fact that it scares the living daylights out of them to even think about Jesus Christ, they don't even think about it. They don't even worry about it standing in front of God to give an account because they they think they don't think their sins are going to come up. They don't think anything is going to come up other than good boy who pat you on the head. Well, if the unrighteous is scarcely to be saved, how much more are we going to be under the hook? Everybody thinks we're going to go up there. That's why he says he's going to wipe away every tear. Why Why is people crying? Because of blown opportunity? That's not what people are crying for. They're crying for they got their hand, caught with their hands in their pocket. They're lucky to be, yeah, you're going to you go, oh, go over a person's whole Christian life. Well, no sin is going to come up. Even your repentance in, it's probably the one he says he's going to give praise to everybody. It's probably going to be like, well, you still repentant of your sins. I don't know. But I, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of an angry God, even his own people. I'm not saying that he's going to, you know, dog us out, but he's going to set things straight. Everybody's thinking this new Christianity, nobody even the conscience of the new Christianity. The new Christianity is not a Christianity at all. Grace is so wide and broad. I heard somebody say, one of the brothers say, oh, your son was a... you know, in the drugs and crack, and he said the sinner's prayer before he's oh he's going to be okay. What a what what era? That's what you call error, folks. Era. It's wrong. We cannot practice sin and go to heaven. That's dangerous to tell that young man that. You might as well just tell him the truth and let him go over the cliff. Better than him go over the cliff. At least, I mean, heck, man, at least you told him the truth. You don't pack the lies. You don't pack the truth with lies. It's not the truth. 
We should worship God in spirit and in truth. We need to tell God. We need to tell the people the truth, regardless of a healthy feeling. We had a Bible class yesterday on Sunday, and uh, these two this couple that's going on a missionary trip to France. Well, anyway, they're talking about their son, and they want their son to be saved and stuff. But he's a, he lives a gay lifestyle, and they was like, "Well, we 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 told him." You know, when they know, when he knows that we we don't believe in uh, the way they sound is. I hope they trust God completely and stick stick with the you know stick with what the Word of God says instead of saying, "Oh, okay, we love you." You know, because right now they, it's unconditional love. But unconditional love is not. Oh, we we accept your homosexuality. That's not. That's not. That's not unconditional love. Unconditional love is we love you, but we don't accept that homosexuality. But we still love you. But he sends him a letter saying, well, you you guys are trying to make me something that you guys want me to be. What big deal? Yeah, I want you to be Christian and go to heaven. What's wrong with that? But it's the same thing, folks. Am I mad at the scoffers? Yeah, I'm mad at the scoffers. The scoffers. I don't think scoffers are safe. Even the nicest people, when you start to go after somebody for something, I, I would, man, folks, Rosh Hashanah is not over with yet. I mean, if it's over with and we're wrong, we're wrong. It's part of life. But if it happens tomorrow with no warning, with the freedom it didn't even happen. Can you imagine that? Millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of people took it off the face of the earth. And it's neat that World War Five didn't even have to happen. That's what I told somebody before. It might happen with nothing, no warning at all, none. We've had enough clues already for those who search. Because the stock market's always crashing every so often. So in the world, the world's oblivious. What did they say in Luke? Luke 21, it says, <clears throat> I'm going to read it to y'all. I'll just read out of the pages. <clears throat> it says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged for surfeiting and with drunkenness and the cares of this life, and so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare should it come upon them that dwell upon the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye be found worthy to escape all these things and to stand in front of the Son of Man. Now, if you're coming upon the world like a what? Snare. Like a what? Snare. Snare is a trap. It's like you're going through the forest and snap. You know, rabbits, rabbits get caught up in the, in the, in the trap. But it's a surprise. They don't know it's coming. Bears get caught in the trap. They don't know it's coming. You know, a bear getting shot or or a deer getting shot. They don't know the shots going to come. You know, those snipers on the highway. What's those snipers in the highway down in Las Vegas or something? Down there in that area, they were getting sniped. People don't know the bullets coming. Well, the end times will come upon the world like a snare. You see, the, the I never played that video, did I? 
I can still play it. It's it's a cultic though. It's it's new age and it's a it's a it's a computer talking, but it does a good job. And what these people are talking about is is September twenty third. Now I'm not trying to date set and I'm not trying to tell y'all what's gonna happen in the future, but I am saying take a look at this. <clears throat> take a look at what they're saying. I'm not gonna play the whole duration of the time. But the new age movement is looking for something to happen also. And here we go. Blood Moon Gone Shaw Portal, September 23rd, 28, Archangel Metatron and 33rd Dimension. By Anna Merkaba, September 8, 2015. Webpage, Sacred Ascension Merkaba, at WordPress.com. Greetings my beautiful beings of light. Before I begin this channeling I would like to add a personal note. As many of you are aware we are moving towards an amazing event which is to take place on September 23rd, 28th. So much has been said about the final blood moon and the days preceding and following this event. I have received many inquiries about this subject. Many of you are worried that something chaotic may happen on or around this date, and whilst chaos certainly is part of this process, what we are about to experience is another wave of awakening. Just like you have been asleep for years and then suddenly were jolted awake through various not-so-pleasant circumstances in your life, the same is about to happen to others. So on and after September 23rd a massive awakening of human souls is about to take place, which may be quite tremulous, as that simply is part of the awakening process. However, most of the information that you are sharing with me about the destruction of Earth is not accurate to the best of my knowledge, and although there will be destruction, the destruction that will be there is that of the veil of forgetfulness the old paradigms of thinking, and old patterns of being. All of this is going away. I also get asked a lot about CERN and what role it will play in this event, and the answer that I have been receiving for months already is that CERN will assist in opening the gateway to Antares, albeit the original idea was to create it for malicious purposes, since the shift in consciousness that already occurred on this planet, the energy has been shifted enough to overt that which it was built for, and to actually use it as an instrument to assist humanity in moving forward as quickly as Okay, I think got the juice out of that uh, article has just ran out. But anyway, it, it's telling you that, and this is not the first article I've ran into. I have to run into them because I don't go looking for no, nothing occultic. I'm always looking for something in the, in the gospel realm, in the truth realm. But um, <clears throat> when I saw that uh, just recently, and then I saw a few other ones that, that many people, many people in the cultic realm, uh, even in the music in the, in the music industry, are looking for uh, climactic changes to take place. Now, we do see a buildup of military personnel in Syria, and folks, that's just another signal that Russia will invade 
Israel. Now, could it be this year, next year? Well, uh, I'm still biting off of the Semita cycle. I'm still going to hang with that because I'm not going to move until it's just nothing else to work with. And uh, I do believe that the tribulation period will be a speed of cycle. And and like I said before, uh, someone had posted that the speeders have failed. And that doesn't mean anything yet, folks. Um, yeah, I have to pray about being angry because uh, when I see... I think it's time to get out of here. I mean, it's not even it's not even the people outside the the church yet that's bothering me. It's the people inside the church that's bothering me the most. I didn't do shows every five minutes, so I, I mean, you guys can't really um, bother me as much. But you know, when I did do shows, you know, I, I tried to do them as much as I could in, in relevance to uh, just getting the word out, uh, but. A lot of times I, I did it when I stood alone or or even now, you know, nobody's clawing down blog talk radio's back or Facebook's back to get a video done or even YouTube. People are kind of like hiding in the wind until, I don't know. Because normally by now you see about a whole bunch of people through my email um, saying YouTube video, somebody just posted a YouTube video, but nobody's posting anything because they're trying to see, wait and see attitude. But uh, that's fine. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm still not budging off of something, you know, things are going to transpire. And by the time we get to October 1st, we're not going to know what hit us. Uh, I mean, hit the world. The world's not going to know what hit it. And I, I'm, I'm still buying. I'm still, I'm still on. I'm still on the, the gravy train, headed to heaven. So until until that shakes, then you know I'll, I'll continue to watch for Jesus Christ to come, and I'll be watching all the time. But Rosh Hashanah is still going. So until tomorrow morning, you know <clears throat> anything's possible, especially when you sleep. You know. Don't don't think he won't come and get you when you sleep. No, I'm just saying. <clears throat> but anyway, so we know that um, NATO is concerned about Russia's buildup. Says the U.S. and NATO have expressed <clears throat> concerns over reports that Russia is increasing its military presence in Syria. Now we know the same people, the merchants of Tarsus and its cubs will make a protest asking, have you take, come to take a spoil? Have you come to take booty? Remember, Israel just discovered natural gas and oil and all this other stuff in their, in their um, territory. So I wouldn't be surprised if this, this is just a, a precursor to the echoes of the complaints. And you know that Barack Obama's not going to go in and help Israel. That's for a fact. But we will probably fight World War Three, And remember that China was just off the uh, Pacific and Russia was off the Atlantic. So, yes, I would not go to sleep and uh, I would not get off my wall yet. I'll stay on my wall until into further instructions. If you're a watchman, stay on your wall. If you want to be born again, 
Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, to take away your sins, and to give you power against sin today. And he's, he's died on the cross so he can be Lord and Savior, not just Savior. And the Lord will give you peace in, in, in a mind, even through the tribulations and the hard times in life. And he'll see to us that even through the best times of life, that you will be a beacon for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I mean, I mean, I can't say any better than that, that the Lord, you belong to the Lord when you get saved. People still want to keep their eat their have the cake and eat it too. You can't have your cake and eat it too. The Lord is calling men and women to to come out of the world and be separate from the world. That means you're gonna to have to learn how not to throw things at the television set when your football team or basketball team loses. You have to figure out a time, figure out a way to put your boyfriend or girlfriend, a future husband or wife. In their right proper place when it's relevance to Jesus Christ. Be committed to Christ at all times. If your boss asks you to cheat, be ready to put your faith in the Lord and, and possibly quit. You have to make decisions like this to 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 let people know that let the Lord know that you 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 are completely sold out to Him, and that's who He's coming back for. Somebody's completely sold out to. He's not coming back for to for someone who is just watching. I mean, I used to do that when I first got saved. I used to be a Bible prophecy buff, and that's all I did was watch. You could be in love with Bible prophecy and not be in love with Christ. I mean, that's possible. It really is. <clears throat> so, if you, once again, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, then the time is now. Don't fall asleep like most generations do and fall asleep. And and definitely now, I mean, I, I, like I say, I've I've read some 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 a post, and it looks like people are already throwing the cat cat out the baby out the window with the bathwater, and not assuming that that piece of trumpets is still going. Literally, piece of trumpets doesn't stop in the morning. And I always can see the rapture of the church happening one morning when you take your kids to school. And nice and sunny outside, and just like the movies. Well, this ain't the movies. This is worse than the movies. It's actually real life. I'd rather for it to be a movie than real life. And that's what's happening. Christ is from the break through the skies and coming to his people. And all kids under the age of accountability will be gone. If you got kids, <coughs> if you have any kids, hug them tight. If you don't know what day and hour, he's coming. Of course, that's a Jewish idiom of Rosh Hashanah. No one knows the day and hour. That's what that is. <clears throat> Remember, we still got another 24, <clears throat> 24-something hours to go before Rosh Hashanah is done. So, just wanted to remind y'all, be careful. Don't fall asleep. Make sure y'all stay in prayer. Don't go, don't go, don't go out to pay bingo. Don't go to the basketball game. Don't be marching Monday night football. You still got a whole day today. Actually, you got you still got an almost heck. You got a few hours. You got over twenty four hours <laughs> before the last time is over. What happens if what happens if it don't happen? It don't happen. What happens if it does? What, what, what do we have a better shot at? 
me repenting because it didn't happen or you repenting because it did? Wow. Well, enough of my sarcasm for the day. Anyway, I'm going to play a song from my one of my boys, and if you don't like rap music, so what? Here we go. Bad news to good news. No more Ill Street Blues. Transform from the old to the new. I got good news. Ah, check it. Bad news to good news. Ill Street Blues, no matter where you move, cats still got dirt on you. Ah, yeah, I remember you hustling on the block. At that time, it wasn't a gospel you had on the block. Shorty wear them Timbs and sack Hung around the wrong crowd with the juice in the paper bag Things I had got into at that time Was only a couple inches from a life of crime So I found rhyming to be an architect Started working on freestyle so I could get that check But not yet, down the road I met Jesus Christ Saw the good in me and he saved my life Took the burning away and my load was light No real beer runs, creeping out throughout the night Dreaming of the spotlight luxuries No more hangover Fighting my enemies, sharp in my eyesight, but cats still hating on you, debating on you. My past is boy, I got the good news. Straight from the headlines, blazing words, victory is mine. Like Kojak Caroline, like Kojak Caroline. But cats sleep, proclaiming he'll be back next week and talking cheap. But there goes the action. Now you see the proof, ain't nobody laughing. Ah. Reactions are picture perfect All this good news most definitely worth it No more bad news Brand new shoes from the upper room Introducing my good news From bad news To good news No more ill street blues Transform from the old to the new Brand new Tim, brand new lifestyle Brand new profile Streets are talking, Delhi gossip for the day. You heard about Robert Jr., yeah, they can't got safe. But there's a time into the hood, gotta see it to believe it. Say it's just a son, he'll be back to his old habits again. Where's well, no pretense, a transformation. Criminal character been erased from the nation. My habit for the poison's been eliminated. Through God's laboratory, I've been recreated. Cats still can't believe what they saw. And just like snakes in the grass, they fly my downfall. So I stand tall, enjoy the new status, tame the flesh, put the pre- into the practice and while cats bring up the past to expose me to the nosy I put on wax so cats can hear my testimony expose the phony address the issues give proper respect to where it's due and I this is all said and done no sweat on my back cause the battle's already won so uh Get rid of the gun guy God, the only protection is from Jehovah Jireh But in cats ears all you hear is blah 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 They want the bad news but I got good news Good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. Brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile. No more rugged child. Uh, bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. Brand new Tim's, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile. No more rugged child. Bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Uh, bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Bad news to good news, no more ill street blues, transform from the old to the new, brand new tales, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child, bad news to good news.
Okay, that was Robert Jr. <clears throat> A.K.A. Robert Johnson, one of my army buddies. Uh, anyway, uh, one of the brothers, uh, and I won't mention his name, put a uh, couple of messages about uh, Jonathan Khan, Rabbi Jonathan Khan, and he says that he says, well, the 14th has come and nothing has happened. And like I have said before, it's coffee. <clears throat> and um, if you try to get a trophy for being right, then I think Christianity is the wrong place to be at. But uh, I think a lot of us try to do that. But um, <clears throat> just because the 14th hasn't, it hasn't, the stock market hasn't collapsed, doesn't mean the stock market won't collapse. He said, and I recall Jonathan Kahn, and I could probably find it on YouTube. And if the Lord wills and time tears, I'll get the recordings on him saying somewhere around, it doesn't have to happen at that time. So I can see if he didn't say that. Then I can call him on. If he says, I guarantee it's going to happen on the 11th or the 14th, but he didn't say that. He said, sometime around. The, you know, either 11th or 14th because the, the, the markets are closed on the 13th. <laughs> and God has, and everybody always says this, God has the notion that he can stop and he, he can do it when he wants to. And Jonathan Connell saying that. So how is he a false prophet? Please tell me. Well, I don't mind y'all putting anything in the chat room. I'll just stay the chat down in the post, put a post up. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm still feel, I'm not feeling that he's a false prophet yet. I don't think he's made a statement to brought him as a false prophet. Um, now, if he would if he would have said sometime around, or it, it, he says it doesn't have to happen yet, it, it, just, it doesn't have to happen on those dates, but it's up to God. I remember him saying that tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of times, every single time, practically. He's very accurate in saying he don't. It doesn't have to happen. You know, he, he talks real fast. It doesn't have to happen on a, on these specific dates. But you know, sometime around there, sometime around the dates, it, it can happen. It could be a month after. I mean, it, come on, y'all. And then I see, I just see more scoffing as time goes on. And I guarantee you, Rosh Hashanah doesn't happen tomorrow. You're gonna see more scoffers. In Second Peter, chapter three, rings loud and clear. So that I mean, I don't know if this show is just about scoffing or what, but I, I can't stand scoffers. Do I hate them? No, I don't hate them. I just don't like them. Scoffers seem to make it just as worse, just as worse, if not worse. Especially how they land on your post like a fly on 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 a picnic. I can't stand. I don't like flies. Now, do I don't like the brothers and sisters? No, I don't say that. I don't go upon my day and say I don't like people who post. I don't even do it half the time. This is just at this point, at this radio show point right here. But anyway, Brother uh, Jeffrey um, from Now the End Begins, he says, From Russia with love, Russia is staunch ally of the regime in Damascus. And it has made no secret of his support of the Assad government, including continual weapons buildups. But today's revelation of Soviet tanks near the 
let me say this right. Hemay mean mean military airport in Latakai Latakai provide <clears throat> greatly complete complacent and already vastly complex situation. <clears throat> I can't, I mean, either between coughing or choking. But anyway, um, so yeah, this is, um, so now the end begins and it's talking about the military buildup. We know Ezekiel 38 and 39, what's going to happen there? <clears throat> Could it be? That Isaiah 17 and Psalms 83 is on the doorstep. <laughs> Could it be that it's going to set the stage for Ezekiel 38 and 39? Well, some Bible prophecy teachers say that Ezekiel 39 is, is, is the Antichrist, the dog is the Antichrist, and it's, I don't think so. And then pretty soon we're going to see who Gog really is. He's the leader of the Russian Confederation that will come into Israel and try to take it over. And, and Vladimir Putin already uh, given a uh, signal that he wanted to help. He said, he, I don't know if he said Israel itself, but he wanted to go in. He, he suggested that he can go in and help protect the, um, the uh, territory that Israel uses for the natural gas or something like that. I mean, I mean, protect them from who? The United States? Well, they got we got a case record of taking over countries and blowing them up. So maybe that might be the maybe something to look at. But um, for Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine, God is going to destroy the Russian government, not not Israel, not anybody else. God is going to take the, the glory for this one. And it's coming, folks, and it's down the pike. Maybe this month. I have a hard time believing it's in the future, unless it's 2022. And that's just me. I do believe that the Antichrist will come from Syria. I don't think he is Barack Obama or the false prophet is... um, Pope Francis, I think the last Pope. Well, I think um, everybody gives Malachi, uh, Prophet Malachi or Malachi, whatever the heck his name is. They give this guy too much credit. He's not a Bible Bible prophet. So, when this guy said there's going to be 112 Popes or whatever Popes, we need to say that this, this is a man who has prophecies from who knows where, and he can be wrong. And everybody gets offensive when I say that there the, can be another pope or two. There can be another pope. Because remember, the ten kings come first. And that's what people fail to realize. In, in Revelations 2, Revelation 7, Daniel chapter 7, Revelation 13, Daniel chapter 7, the ten kings come first. And I think even Daniel, I think Revelation 17, one of those, it says in the days of these ten kings, I think it's Daniel chapter 2, but there's ten kings. There's obviously ten kings. There's three witnesses, Revelation chapter 13, Daniel chapter 2, Daniel chapter 7, three witnesses that says there's ten kings that will be worldwide, that will be known by the whole world. It won't be a secret club of wrong thing. It'll be ten 
kings. And it would be a smaller unit because remember in, in Revelation chapter 17, it says there are five kings, six is at that present time, seven will come, and then seven will be of the eighth. So the seventh and the eighth empire is the same guy. But first the Antichrist comes to rule ten kings and then it becomes and then he moves into the temple and it becomes a bigger kingdom, which is worldwide kingdom. But first he will start off with the Mediterranean Union, possibly. It won't be the European Union, it'll be the Mediterranean Union which will encompass the European Union. He will subdue three of the first ten, which is the Middle East block. So, that, I mean, do I know for sure? No. I don't know, but I know for sure one thing, Obama's not the Antichrist. And people get mad about it. Why? It says that, I heard this lady say that it's the Assyrians that found in uh, Malachi and found in, um, not Malachi, uh, what is it, uh, Micah, and found in Ezekiel, I think. It talks about uh, an idea. It talks about the Assyrian. And the Assyrian will be a world leader that will come upon the world and take over. And then um, I want y'all to show me where the Bible says that Obama is the Antichrist. I don't see it. I see more that there's a preacher of rapture than Obama's the Antichrist. And people get mad about it. The same person that says, show me in the Bible where it says, you know, there's a rapture. Well, the word rapture is not in the Bible. The word Bible is not in the Bible. The word drugs is not in the Bible. Well, it is in the Bible, but it's pharmaceutical. It talks about having being intoxicated. Even the Bible tells us to be sober, meaning sober-minded. You can be you can be a person who don't even smoke or drink or nothing, and the Bible still needs you to be sober-minded because you can be crazy, you can be mixed up, you can be panicking, and all this other. It wants us to be sober-minded, put our faith in God. You know, all this good stuff, man. This is some good stuff. The Lord is coming back. And it could be at any moment. The Lord is coming back at any moment. He can come back at any moment. And not one person can be, say he ain't. So that's the message I have for y'all today. The Lord is coming back at any moment now. No one knows the day and hour. But he's coming back at any moment. Right now we are in a time period that no man knows they already. They saw the new moon and have they blowing trumpets right now, and there's a series of trumpet calls. I wish I can go online and figure out when the last trumpet is, but no man knows the day and hour. That's true. That's a true statement. They got 48 times on. How are you gonna know the day and hour? I don't know. I can't even sit here and tell you it's gonna come at 8:46 in the morning. I did that. I did a post that people are talking on on, and I I didn't mean to do that. To tell you what what second he's coming, I don't know if I take it out or not, but that's 
Um, that's not my. That's not what I meant by that. I'm just meant it for the to share the information. But I am looking for him to come back at any minute. And I'm gonna keep. And I'm gonna keep praying. I'm keep repenting. I'm gonna keep seeking the Lord's face. So we're gonna pray right now, uh, and then we're gonna leave y'all. But uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we spent together in this radio show, God. We just pray that the word will go forth in this program. And we pray, Father God, for all the people who are in Israel and for their protection, God. We pray for people to get saved. And we pray, Father God, for Syria. We pray for those refugees to to define you and to get and for those who are not saved to be saved, God. We pray for America. We pray for our youth. We pray for uh, for your word to go forth and be proclaimed to our teenagers, to our youth who don't know any better but to party and do drugs and alcohol. We pray for freedom for these people, God. And we pray that you would deter them from going into the pits of hell, but to come to you, because your arms are open always, God. We just thank you so much for your goodness, God, and we just praise you for We honor you for all that you've done for us, God. We pray for uh, the listeners who will continue to listen to the show and, and just and just bring more listeners and bring more people that we may touch more in the future. In Jesus Christ's name we pray, amen. So yeah, man. I mean, this this. I mean, the things are gonna pop off, you know. Or we can we can sit up here and say, well, I don't think nothing's gonna happen. And then we can we can sit up here and doubt it, and then we can figure out about it and preparation and stuff like that. And then next thing you know, we're left behind. I think he's coming back for, to the people who are watching. Now I also think he's coming back to the people who may not be actually watching the news and stuff, but have a have a heart that welcomes him, him coming. And God can look down here and he can tell who wants him to come back or not, who wants him to, who wants to be with the Lord. Because you don't want to be with the Lord and you got other stuff to do. That's what the parables, the parables were for before. He says, come, come follow me. He says, oh, I got to go bury my father. You know, stuff like that. But folks, he, says, he knows that. He's not stupid. God is not mocked. But I'm on answer, so, so shall we read. If your heart does not want Jesus to come back at any moment, if your heart don't want Jesus to come back, he don't even have to ask you. He just knows. He knows your heart. He knows you. Well, God knows my heart. Yeah, he does. Even those people who are scoffing. Oh, see, Jonathan Cobb is wrong. You know, folks, I'm not the harshest fan of Jonathan Cobb, but I, I believe that but he could have been sent by God just because he doesn't, just because what he, he didn't say it was going to happen on September 13th. Wake up, folks. He never said that. He said sometime around September 5th, some 13th, because the, the markets are closed. It could happen on September 11th or September 14th, or it can happen sometime other than that. He, he That's what he said. The people come come quickly out the bash and beside the head before he he can even say anything. I bet you twenty dollars he'll be on TV tonight or sometime this week saying exactly what I'm saying. That he didn't say that. He didn't say, you know, September thirteenth. September thirteenth is a Sunday. 
So anyway, uh, you know, keep your eyes on the prize. Don't be sitting here looking for the Antichrist. Look for Jesus Christ. He's the only way. He's the truth and the life. No one. You're not going to get to heaven. You're not going to get to the Father but through Jesus Christ. Just remember that, folks. And stay tuned tomorrow. I'm definitely going to do a show tomorrow. I'm trying to get, and get up and do it earlier because I know you never know what tomorrow might bring. Jesus Christ can come back at any moment. Make sure y'all be ready and y'all have a good night. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The Prophecy Zone on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check out our website at www.pzrn.org. Also, like us on Facebook at Prophecy Zone Radio News and at YouTube at Prophecy Zone. Be sure to check us out next time on The Prophecy Zone as we explore the past, observe the present, and hope for the soon future return of the Savior Jesus.